Hey there, Mama. This is True Presence, the podcast where Catholic moms like you and me learn to be embodied souls. St. Catherine of Siena said, be who you were meant to be, and you will set the world on fire. In the midst of hurry, worry, and social media, we're doing a 180 and focusing on real presence, communion, connection, natural living, and bringing eternity into our hearts and homes. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I'm so glad you're here. Hi guys, and Happy New Year. Welcome back to True Presence for Catholic Moms, the show where Catholic moms learn to build their days with intentionality. And today we're going to start off the new year with a couple things because I really want to make sure that you guys are hitting your goals this year. And one of the things that a lot of us might notice, you ever seen how when you go to the gym in January, it's completely crammed full of people, but then in February, it's empty again. And one of the reasons why this happens is because a lot of people don't really know how to set goals and they don't know how to stick to goals, but especially they don't know how to make room for their goals. And so in January, we're going to talk a lot about how we're going to make room for all these new things in life. And we're going to split that into parts. So the first is we're going to talk about making room in our homes. I think this is so relevant for moms in particular because we do tend to be the default homemakers, the default home caretakers, and it does take up a lot of our time. It takes up a lot of our focus, our mental energy, and in many ways, our energy is something that is more valuable than our time because energy is something that even if we have time and we don't have energy to do something, then we really struggle to use that time. Have you ever experienced that before? Like, just imagine your husband says he's going to take the kids out of the house first and you're going to have that entire time to do whatever you need to do. And when it comes down to it, what ends up happening is when we don't have the mental energy, when we're that drained, we don't really productively use the time. We don't tend to hit on the projects. And I hear this all the time from people. They say, I had a couple hours and I was just on Facebook and I can't believe I did that. Now I don't have that time anymore. So guarding our energy, guarding our focus, guarding our mental energy is huge. We hear a lot about things like the mental load. The mental load is that distribution of all the different things that we have to give our attention to, spend our energy thinking about. And the stuff in our home becomes a huge part of that because for every object we own, That's another decision we seem to have to make during the day. Anything that ends up being put out around our house that needs putting away or managing or even delegating to other family members. So decluttering our homes is one of the best way that we can set our lives up for success for hitting all the other goals in our life, no matter what those are, whether that's going to the gym or starting a business or taking on a new hobby. Doing better with homeschool, having a decluttered home is going to make space in our time, our energy, and our focus for those goals. And here's the other side of it too, is that the clutter in our home that we're constantly seeing every day, it actually has an emotional tax on us because it's often something we think about as another thing that we have to do that we haven't done. That's a really heavy kind of emotional thing to be carrying around. We're always fighting. We're always fighting to focus. We're always fighting to not think about the clutter when it's there. 
or we feel like we have to interrupt the more important thing that we're doing to go and deal with that clutter. And all the things we own, we don't clean up just once, but we end up needing to clean them up over and over and over. They each have a certain amount of time that we give to them. Every possession we have represents time, whether it means that we're just dusting it or whether we're, you know, dealing with the constant use of that thing. Like if it's toys and we're cleaning up the same toys over and over and over. And so we want to be aware of the whole total of what's there. I don't know about you, but I really dislike tidying up. I don't mind washing things and sweeping and scrubbing. That to me is really easy. Like I can put on a podcast and I can just do it. But putting stuff away, especially once you hit a certain sized family, it gets overwhelming. It gets to be, um, it really takes mental energy for me to sort things. And I know my family is a medium-sized family as far as Catholic families go. There's just six of us on earth, but that does mean that I'm really outnumbered and my children are still all under age 10 and they've, you know, they're, they're helpful, but they're not completely self-sufficient. So even the most helpful children get overwhelmed when a space is too cluttered. And if you add something like ADHD to the mix, which can make it hard to break down a larger task into smaller ones. Not something that I have, that a couple of my kids have. And it's not that we can't do it, but again, it takes that precious focus and energy I'd rather us devote to something else. Like I'd like my kids to spend that focus on learning their schoolwork. Or in my case, I'd like to spend it on parenting or on my business or on hobbies, but not on putting things away over and over and over. Can you relate? Okay, I've got an absolutely beautiful decluttering guide available to you this month for free. It walks you through daily, weekly, monthly decluttering routines you can use, which is so helpful. A lot of us say we want to declutter, but what happens is we kind of go around the house and we do a little bit here, a little bit there. We're not really focused and we take on too much at once and we don't see a lot of progress at once when we're doing it that way. So we get a little demoralized. We think it's not making a difference. And the other thing that some of us do is we decide we're going to do something like empty out a whole closet and go through it all at once. And then about halfway through it, we get tired and overwhelmed. And then we have this huge mess to deal with. So if you're a busy mom, don't do that. Don't empty out a whole closet unless there's only a few things in it. Uh, Never take out more than you can put away quickly. And work in small batches. So After Christmas is just such a good time to declutter. And I think that guide is going to really help you just to be focused and have a game planned. And it's so nice to check things off a list. Like as you go through it, you're going to get such a dopamine hit from every time you do that. And it will be really encouraging, I think. So the biggest challenge that we really face when we're decluttering and we have a family is that a lot of this stuff isn't ours. And so that can be complicated because I don't personally believe in just like going into my kids' rooms and taking their things and tossing or donating them without their permission because those are their things. It's really one of those places where we have to start by living by example. If we want our kids to be able to handle their clutter well, then we need to handle our own. We need to always start with focusing on our own clutter. Like when you go into the kitchen, And you have every tool and every gadget. You've got a special spoon for every kind of thing to eat. Then it's, is it any wonder if your kid feels like they need 101 stuffed animals? 
And, you know, the same thing, like we go into our bedroom, it's cluttered or our bathroom's covered in makeup and hair products. It's hard to tell our kids or our husband to declutter their stuff. It's hard to tell our husband he has too many tools. So it's always really helpful to remove that log from our own eye first. Now, that being said, you, if you are the primary homemaker, if you are the default housekeeper, the one who's managing the space, you can put some boundaries in place. And I think that's one of those things that a lot of times Catholics, we don't really like that word boundary. Sometimes it feels yucky, like we aren't being self-sacrificing enough or we're being selfish. But that's not really what it's about. A boundary is about focusing on your mission and protecting your time and your energy for the important stuff. Now, our mission as moms isn't to be a housekeeper. It's to raise our kids to be saints. Housekeeping is something that serves that higher order task, but the housekeeping is not the point. And if it takes too much of our time and focus, if it's taking too much to be taking care of our space, it's actually a distraction from those higher order things that we could be doing. So many moms tell me things like, I don't have time to pray, or I feel like I can't just sit down and play with my kids because the house is messy. So it's our responsibility to be good stewards of our time. And that's where the boundaries come in. The boundaries serve our mission. So first, when you're setting these boundaries, you have to consider what areas of the house are you responsible for? So maybe you consider the downstairs to be a responsibility. You make the rules about what's allowed in each of those spaces. If you're the one washing the dishes and cleaning the cupboards, you get to decide how many mugs are in the cupboard. If you're the one dusting the shelves, you get to decide how many books are on the bookshelf. If you're the one sweeping, vacuuming, mopping, and there are always toys in the way, you get to decide if toys are allowed in those rooms or how many are allowed. I don't mind a manageable amount personally, but if it takes me more than a couple minutes to pick them up before I can vacuum, that's too much. So our living room doesn't have a lot of toys in it, just a few things for our toddler. He's allowed to have blocks, he has some trains, but it all can be tossed into one bin and it's no big deal at all. Like I can send my six-year-old to clean it up and she takes one minute to get it all put away. So that's something that you get to decide. What is the right use of your time? So now the question is, what happens with the rest of everybody's stuff? Well, here's the deal. You all live in a house together and they can have a certain number of things, but the house needs to have certain habitable standards. It has to be safe from fires. It has to not have gross things like rotting food, right? So these are reasonable things. What you can do is you can say for each person, they can have a designated area where they keep their things, but their things have to fit in there for health and safety reasons. Their floor can't be covered with stuff because that's a fire hazard. They can't safely get out of the house if there's a fire. Fire spreads from one thing to another, but they have shelves. They have boxes, they have toy chests, whatever storage they have that you have deemed a reasonable amount of storage for a person is where they can keep their stuff, but their stuff has to fit in that. People don't always like that, but that's just how life is. We, you know, we can't be constantly doing things like buying storage zones and it's not healthy to have too much stuff. 
So this is where we set the boundary. The boundary is the amount of space we give to each person, not in the number of things, not in what things they keep, but in the amount of space they're allotted. And you know, sometimes they need a baby step with this, like especially younger kids, they just don't know that their toys don't have feelings, for instance. Sometimes they just, they get these ideas, their toys are so real to them and so special to them. And so one of the things that you can do is you can talk to them. You can take this interim step of just getting a couple boxes, putting things in the attic for a little while, and just write a date on that box. And if a year has passed and they haven't asked for the thing in that box or any of the toys in that box, then you can talk to them with this conversation again and be like, okay, so you haven't really used these. Are you ready to let them go? And every year they mature a little more. Might be they're not ready right away, but they are eventually ready. They really are, especially if there's all these little toys that they're like, oh yeah, I actually don't care about that one at all. But it felt like such a big deal at the time. And the passage of time really does help them to understand with clarity how much they do and don't like something. And this is just a way that you keep your home habitable. And you know, same with your husband. Like this is a little more delicate, right? Because Husbands, they're adults and they're not under your authority. But at the same time, if you guys have that shared vision of what you want your home to look like, if he wants a home that is clean and manageable. But one of the things I've really noticed is, again, the better I am about decluttering my own spaces, the better my kids are about decluttering theirs. They're very physical and creative people. They like to have a lot of space for things like making forts. And when there's toys everywhere, it's harder to make a good fort. So it's just one of those things where they've begun to see the benefits of it and really are fine with getting rid of stuff. And when their room hits the point where it's manageable, they actually take a lot of pride in being able to clean it on their own. Like they will just, you know, come to me beaming and say, mom, my room's clean. I'll go up and I'll see it. And sure enough, they've really tidied it, made it beautiful all on their own because it's a manageable amount of stuff and they can. And they're motivated too because they, like their space. But having a lot of stuff, it's kind of like your vision is to go on an adventure with your family and you're going to take a hot air balloon. And the stuff is like those sandbags. You just can't get off the ground to do all those things, to hit all your goals when you have so much stuff. But you hit a tipping point, right? It's like sometimes it doesn't really feel like anything's making a difference. And suddenly you're so much lighter and you start taking off and you start having so much more time. And it is just such a relief when that happens. I do want to invite you to declutter with me this month. Grab that guide and we'll just be doing this together because like I said, my house needs decluttering again right now since it's January. And let's just start off this year with way less stuff, way more time for the things we actually want to do, for the things that are really important. All right, guys, you can grab that link in the show notes. Can't wait to see what you accomplish. All right, friends, if you like this episode, one of the ways that we can get more awesome guests on this show is if you leave a review. So scroll to the bottom of this episode where the reviews are and hit those stars and then write me a little message about what your favorite episode was. I promise to read every single review and keep trying to get you the guests and information that helps you through this mission of motherhood. Oh.